When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we kick things off here on the Loud Pedal Podcast this week, we want to express our condolences to the family of Brian Kapinski. Brian was a fantastic historian for the Badger Midget Series in um, Wisconsin. He you know, spent a lot of time at Angel Park Speedway. That's actually where I met him uh, announcing with USAC and Dylan. I'm pretty sure you announced with him at Angel Park as well. Um, he also had been heard on you know, Chili Bowl broadcasts with Racing Boys. He announced at Belleville and, and had a hand in kind of the museum there at Belleville too with and then uh, also the the you know the midget series driver of the year. He was really big into that. So just a sad, sad week. We lost Brian Kabinsky Dylan, uh, uh, a fantastic historian and a, a guy who dedicated a lot of time to the sport. Yeah, and, and that's the sad part about, you know, I think you know we look at guys even like Dick Jordan who you know passed away last year and or earlier this year, whenever it was, I don't even remember at this point. I think it was last year, but anyways, there's we're losing these guys who are are so passionate about racing and midget racing and, and just dirt racing in general, and have so much knowledge just from being around the sport for so long. Um, and it's a big loss, you know. It's a big void when when those guys pass away, and and you know they they take their knowledge with them, obviously. So. Uh, and Brian was, was certainly one of those guys, you know, just, uh, you know, a huge, huge part of preserving the history of, of midget racing, you know, and, and was its, its biggest fan, its biggest promoter, you know, did everything he could, to, uh, you know, put midget racing in a, in a positive light. And, uh, and, and like you said, you know, I, I had the opportunity to work with him a couple of times at Sun Prairie and a, and a few times at Belleville as well. And, um, always enjoyed it, you know, always appreciated his knowledge and his passion for the sport and, uh, and he'll be missed for sure. This episode is in honor of Brian Kapinski here on the Loud Pedal Podcast. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. We come to you from the shores of Lake Norman here in Mooresville, North Carolina at the Off Access Paint Studios. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. I'm Tyler Burnett. He's Dylan Welch. D. Welch. What's up, dude? I saw you were in a micro uh, this week. That's uh, that's big. You're getting ready to debut here at the uh, Give Back Classic? Yeah, well, it's been, uh, it's been six years since I've raced a micro, or seven years maybe. Uh, so went up and, uh, and tinkered around with one uh, earlier this week and... Um, we're going to, I guess, go try to run the Give Back Classic. So you guess. we'll see how that goes. You don't think you have any shot at winning that thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't have any idea. Probably not. I haven't raced one for a long time. And you got to drive those things hard. That's not really <laughs> that's not really my thing. I'm a little more uh, a little more uh, calculating and not so much 
just hammer down, which is kind of how you have to drive those things. So, but it'll be fun regardless. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, be a fun opportunity to go up there and obviously you know compete against. There's like 130 cars entered or something crazy. So, um, a lot of eyes on that race, but it'll be a be a fun chance to to compete with uh, that race and you know against those guys. Yeah, we'll be in the house trying to get some content for Flow Racing. Uh, talk to you know the big wigs, Keith Coons, who obviously is putting the event on with Jeremy Burnett and Ashley Burnett at uh, the Millbridge Speedway. They, of course, are going to be giving away a ride to the Chili Bowl. They did this in 2018, and actually we were on hand for some live shows there where Jesse Caldwell won in the Outlaw Cart. Well, they're moving to a 600cc. Is it going to be a non-wing yeah, non micro? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so which I think is just fantastic because that micro is probably a lot closer than to a midget uh, than, you know, than an outlaw cart, even though the outlaw cart has a ton of downforce, you know, for per size. Yeah. Well, and the micros have been racing there, you know, throughout the year, just, uh, as part of their weekly program and, and put on an unbelievable show up there I mean, yeah. every single week. It's, uh, it's amazing racing. So this is going to be the best, you know, the best of the best, you know, from the micro world. And there's obviously going to be some guys, uh, there's some, fam some familiar names and faces that, uh, you know, race with USAC and that sort of thing that I know are going to be, be uh, down here racing, uh, racing a micro. So be a great field of cars and, and drivers assembled and, uh, you know, obviously a big prize on the line too. You're lucky because you got out of Texas before it started Thank God. raining for 30 days and 30 nights. Yeah, man, those still raining. That's unfortunate. Oh man. I mean, I've been, you know, unfortunate enough to have a couple races delayed until Monday. Uh, and that's miserable enough because all you want to do at the end of the weekend is just get home. Um, let alone have one delayed two days and probably delayed another day. Like Most we're recording likely. this Tuesday and it's probably going to be pushed to Wednesday at this point. So, uh, and I mean, it's just miserable because you literally are just stuck in the hotel. You know, you can't really, I mean, you can go do stuff, but it's like, it's not like you're going to go out and go to the bar and, you know, tie one on. Cause you got to theoretically get up the next day and either go drive the car or, you know, work in some capacity. So you're literally just stuck. It's uh, it is miserable, and and I'm not uh, not envious at all of those guys, and feel bad for everybody that's stuck down there. It's crazy. So the truck race got in. You were of course on that broadcast for MRN, um, and that got in. So luckily you got out of there in time for your Halloween party, which is <laughs> happening this week. Yeah. Uh, are we excited for this thing or what? I know you are because uh, the old ball and chain is going to be out of the house, so you'll be able to come up there and have a good time. Oh boy. Uh, yes, my wife is um, moving uh, temporarily, well, up to Michigan to start working, and then I'll uh, join her soon um, once we close on our house, which we did uh, finish a house. You know, we got an offer accepted on a house. Congratulations. Big, yeah, I don't know if this boy. is a, a big congratulations or not. Uh, <laughs> I haven't decided, little, I'm a little haven't decided yet on that, have you? I'm a little nervous about this thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just every adult thing that I do is just like... I don't know. It just makes me a little nervous, you know, <laughs> just seems like seems like it's a little bit of nerves. But um, do I need to bring like candy to this party or do I, you know, no, like you need to bring a beverage of your choice. beverages? Yeah, beverages. What's your favorite Halloween candy anyways? Not candy corn. I know we discussed, well, you, we know we discussed that like last candy. week. Yeah. My favorite Halloween candy. Yeah. Uh, probably like the Reese's uh, the Reese's pumpkins. What? I don't know. I think they. I mean, what? What Halloween specific candy? No, no I'm just is talking there? about candy in general. Like, what's the? What's the? What's your My top three candies? candy? Yeah. Oh well, Reese's is still on that list. Uh, Reese's, probably Snickers, and um, peanut M and M's. 
You like the nuts. Yeah, big nut guy. <laughs> you like all the nut candy bars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Reese's is, uh, I believe, is P1. I mean, we can agree that uh, Reese's Cup is, um, you know, you can't get any better than that. Yeah, agreed. You know, peanut butter and chocolate together is just, that's just heaven. Yeah. Um, I, I Good Snickers is good. I like to put it in the freezer. Yeah, it's good. And Carefully break your tooth yeah, off. Yeah, you break your teeth off. But uh, I don't know, for some reason, like a cold, a ice cold frozen candy bar just tastes so good. Yeah, it is good. I don't know why. Um, okay, so that's so I can, I can get on board with the Snickers in the in the second spot, um, and then third, what did you say? Peanut M and M's. Yeah, they're all right. They're a little overrated. <laughs> I I think maybe you need to throw in some like juicy stuff in it, like maybe like a Starburst or okay. something. I like Starburst or Skittles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, like those. But to me, I prefer the the tropical Skittles. Okay. Better than Is the that. Re- why you're wearing regular? a tropical shirt today? Well, thank you. Was that a compliment? What happened, what happened back here? You got some sort of white. Stain. I was laying on the ground uh, working on the camper. Oh, how's that going? Still loving that. It's a good time. Back back to those <laughs> adult decisions, those adult purchases you've made. Lately. Yeah, my <laughs> my wife. Uh, she decided she was going to have a camper project. We might have talked about it on either Rip the Fence or this show. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, but it's a '73 Shasta. And uh, it's a project. Let's just say we project should probably camper. not take it out in the rain yet. Project camper. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it's water sealed or not. But uh, I'm going to have to drive that thing 11 hours here so in the better, next couple of weeks. Better hope it doesn't rain or snow. Look at the weather forecast before I uh, start my journey for sure. Uh, all right, let's get into our hat shakes here on Flow Racing. Sunshine, non wing winner at Kokomo, the last sprint car race of the year. Uh, he was uh, ripping there, man. That was. That was actually a pretty good field. Him and Timez and yep. um, Kevin Thomas Jr. and Shane Cottle and uh, there were a few others. Those boys actually took the wing off and raced with the Outlaws too. A lot of them did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a few guys that double dipped. Stockin and a couple others. I think Stockin ended up finishing second in the non-wing race. Um, and then Sheldon Hodenshield won the World of Outlaws event at the Kokomo Speedway. Everyone seems to be talking about his dash move that he made. Yeah. Uh, where he, you know, kind of flicked the car out there off of, uh, what it might have been two. Off two, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, split the difference between uh, Donnie Schatz and Aaron Reitzel. Reitzel. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, was uh, impressive. It seems to me that Sheldon Hodenshield got, like, a whole lot better in just this year. I agree. I mean, he's he's I think he's definitely taken a step of, of just progression. And I, I think a big part of it, too, he talks about it a lot in his interviews, is, uh, you know, his crew chief, Kyle Ripper, uh, who worked with him a lot when he was, you know, first kind of coming up before he was even on the Outlaw Tour. Um, they've been reunited, and I think that's that's made, you know, a huge difference just from his comfort level in the race car and just kind of knowing what he's got each night. And I think, you know, he's the results are showing. I think I saw somewhere he's won seven races this year and hadn't won seven total or had won seven total coming into 2020. Mm-hmm. So uh been a career year. Hopefully they stay together uh, with Stenhouse and – maybe can chase down a championship. I think that they are definitely a championship contender going into next year. Yeah, for if they keep up with the what they've been doing this, you know, this summer and everything, sure. Frankie Garini won the Western States Midgets race at Petaluma. I think he won by like 11 seconds, Dylan. He kicked their ass. Yeah, yeah, he did. Does it, take, it takes like 11 seconds to get around yeah, that I don't place. Yeah, I don't know if that number is exactly correct or not, but I think I saw somewhere that he dominated. So Greg, a large, large margin. Greg Satterley won the Keystone Cup at Bedford, while Whitener won the rain-delayed 25 grand Powell Memorial at Alltech. So some big races there on Flow Racing. Um, who's your hat shakes this week? 
I've got to give mine to Spencer Baston for not piling into the push truck. That was uh, dangerous. That turned down right in front of him. There, uh, there's video on our Twitter, uh, which, by the way, those of you that followed the Rip the Fence Twitter, it's now become the Loud Pedal Twitter. It's at Loud Pedal Pod. Uh, but there's a video of that on our Twitter. Basically, they're firing cars off, and a push truck comes down across the middle of the racetrack, and Spencer has to do a you know hard left and a 360 to not T-bone this push truck. So, uh that's uh that's called being alert at yeah. all times and uh that was that could have been ugly. That could have been ugly. Um that's that's a good hat shake uh, there for old, old uh, Spencer Baston who will be in the Tom Tarleton Classic this week, I believe uh, by the way. Um but anywho, uh my hat shake is going to go to Tyler Courtney for again another top 10 finish with the world of outlaws i know it's a track that he is just fantastic you know at kokomo he obviously is dominant there every time we go there in the non-wing sprint cars but man that team there that wing program that uh, old claus and marshall uh, racing has going on is uh i i could see them you know potentially contending for a title next year if they run with the all-stars or if they you know if they go with the outlaws maybe a little bit tougher um but I, I want to see them run a full season and see what they can do because they have been fast. Well, I think they're going to, um, but I, I agree. I mean, I think that it, it shouldn't be surprising, right? Because we all know how good Tyler has been the last couple of years, but it should not be lost on people. What kind of step that is to go from, you know, competing and winning championships at the USAC level to just jumping into something completely different, like a wing sprint car and, competing for wins and all-star races and consistently running in top the top 10 uh and you know very limited starts with the outlaws i mean it is uh it is not easy no matter how good you are no matter good no matter how good your race car is uh it's just so different than what he's used to so to be able to do that and have the success that they've had this year is really impressive so congratulations to spencer basin and tyler courtney for winning dylan and i's hat shakes of the week here on the loud pedal podcast uh, before we get to our guest, who is the general manager of the Indianapolis Raceway Park. What's it called now? Lucas ORP, Oil IRP, Lucas, Lucas Oil, Oil It's had like six different names. Yeah, it's always IRP to me, but it's Lucas Oil Raceway. Lucas Oil Raceway. Uh, the general manager is Casey Kohler. We're going to talk to him about the uh, rejuvenation of pavement racing and also a big race that they're going to announce uh, actually today when we uh, release this podcast um, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. So we're gonna talk to Casey Kohler in a second. But first, let's talk about the Tarleton Classic that's happening this week. It is Flow Racing's Crown Jewel event this weekend. A phenomenal uh, twenty one thousand dollars to win four ten sprint car race. Twenty one k, man. That's that's a lot of money, Dylan. It is. Yep. What would you do with that? Um, Put it in know. racing. Yeah, probably. Put it back in your midgets. Yeah, probably. Uh, so the Halloween weekend extravaganza is expected to bring out a fantastic field of 410 sprint cars Carson Macedo will be there um Kyle Larson will be there Aaron Reitzel I mean the who's who is coming out too oh Dominic Selzy is going to come back and run it uh so pretty much all the Tarleton drivers are going to come back and run and it's going to be one you're going to want to watch uh, on Friday for the Tarleton Classic Darren Pittman will be there um and that's on flow it's on flow yeah Kyle Hurst I mean, twenty-one grand, and then twenty-one hundred for the Western States midgets too. Nice, which is a, a big payday for them. Yeah, uh, for the USAC Western States midgets, and uh, Tim Cading will be there. Bud Cading will be there. Rico Abreu. Um, that's one that you're going to want to crack open a cold one and watch. 
It's going to be big. Yeah, well, I might might just do that. So the Tom Tarleton Classic this weekend at Han- Hanford at uh, Peter Keller's or Peter Murphy's Keller Auto Speedway at, in Hanford. Uh, check that out, Tom Tarleton Classic this weekend. All right, let's talk to Casey Kohler. But first, here is our 24-7 replay. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Gentlemen, start your engine. Race cars tour historic. They are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC dirt car racing. But we're not here for horses, we're here for horsepower. Here comes the white flag for Rico. Boat has third for the moment. Lap traffic ahead for your leaders. Should have the top lane open. Five different winners in five nights of racing for Keith Coons Motorsports. Rico Abreu wins the Midget Week finale at Kokomo. Spencer based in second, Chad Boat third. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. We're delighted to be joined by Casey Kohler, the general manager of Lucas Oil Raceway. Casey, how are you today? Doing great, Tyler. Dylan, good to see you guys. Looking forward to uh, to talking about 2021 now, right? <laughs> I mean, we've, we've we've had enough of 2020. Ready to go and turn that turn that calendar. Yeah, we're right ready now. to put it behind us for sure. Uh, so, but you guys did have a pretty big year in 2020. You know, you you brought back the midgets, which uh, I know Dylan was excited about the pavement midgets coming back. Uh, what you know? Can you kind of sum up your guys' season and how it went uh, in 2020 at Lucas Oil Raceway? Yeah. Yeah, so, so for, for us, we just actually put a bow on it this past weekend over on our other track, the track that goes straight, the drag strip. Uh, but we did have – we had, we had a, a really good year. Not how we scripted it, certainly. Um, you know, when with a rescheduling of the Indianapolis 500 from May to August, it kind of threw us a curveball but also a present. We had been talking with Rick Dawson and Jared Owen at, at Anderson Speedway about the potential of re um, – bringing back, I guess, the, the even on the sprint car side of it, uh, maybe in 2021. And, you know, as as things kind of happened and we talked to them and they said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to either stick with the date that we have around the, the little 500 or, you know, we'll, we'll look at a different date, but we're not going to chase the Indy 500 date. It provided us the opportunity to reintroduce and bring back the night before the 500 for one year only. Um, and, and, we announced it, you know, and we had a, a fairly significant purse there attached to the, the sprint car piece of it. And then we, um, we said, you know what, you know, is there still a market out there for pavement midgets? You, you hear both sides of the fence. And we announced it. We said, boy, if we could get six cars, that's going to be that's going to be great. And because next year, hopefully we get eight cars. And, you know, and by 2029, we might have 14 cars. <laughs> um, and we we put a thousand dollar purse on it and, and all of a sudden everybody came out of the woodwork i'll be there i'll be there i'll get my car ready and we said look if we can get to 17 cars we'll up that purse up to five thousand uh and it was funny because right after that i got a call from alex bowman it was right after we had announced it alex reached out and said look love what you guys are doing on the, the pavement mid- midget side i've got a, a car here you know kyle Larson and i were just talking about you can't pay a thousand dollars you get up you got to bump up the purse Alex, you, you guys are like two days late, right? I mean, we just 
we already put our own money on the line. But we, we were able to, to kick off an event with the, the night before the 500 for not only the pavement midget side, but pavement sprint cars as well. And it, it, it was one of probably the best events that we've had in the past 10 years on the Oval here. And, and, and what it allowed us to do is really look towards 2021 and, and, and focus on we want to have events here. We, we, want, we want four events. We, we're, we're okay with races. There's enough races out there, but we want four events. So that's why we, we kind of stepped out early and said, look, you know, we're going to do three open wheel events for 2021. And uh, it allowed teams and drivers and folks that were going and putting all this time and effort into their equipment to know that, hey, there's, there, there's, some, there's something out there. This isn't just going to go put it back in the barn after the, the, the night before the 500 and wait for the next seven year you know, apocalypse that comes down and says, hey, you know, we've got pavement midgets out there. So, you know, we've announced kind of our 2021 schedule, but it, it was a, a good way for us to, to, to end up on the Oval this past year. And uh, now we're focused on uh, our, our, our events for next year. Well, and and why for you was it so important for the midgets to come back? I mean, we've had the silver crown cars there, you know, for, you know, obviously the last several years uh, and sprint cars, they ran there a little bit in, in the early 2010s. But, you know, for midgets, it's it's been obviously a long time. Why was it important to you to get the midgets specifically back at Lucas Oil Raceway? I'd be lying to you to say it was, I mean, it's important to, to relive our history and our heritage. I mean, you look at the glory days of this place, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're coming up on our 60th anniversary here uh, that will be, believe it or not, uh, the 60th anniversary of the first Oval event will actually be Carb Night hmm. uh, this year. That's 60 years ago. AJ Foyt won the first event, uh, Spirit Car Race on the Oval at that point in time. So we're, we're, we're looking backwards as we look forward. And, and, and this place was known for, for midget racing. We certainly, you know, Silver Crown and the sprint car piece of it was a big part of our history. But really, when you think about this place, the heyday of it, right? Thursday Night Thunder and everything that went around it, it was midget racing, pavement midget racing. Um, you know, this place contributed, I think, uh, to a lot of folks' careers out there that went on to bigger and better things in various series. So we thought that was important. But but candidly, you know, there were also some very passionate folks, all, uh, you know, Kevin Studley reaching out. And Kevin, you know, there's only a few guys that were really waving the pavement midget flag, um, you know, in, in 2019 and then going into 2020. And, and he was one of those first person that reached out. And, and Kevin's a neighbor of ours. And said, you know, whatever I can possibly do. And it was kind of, you're retracing the steps of a, a, of a series and of a league of, and a sport to say, who's even out here that would compete? Who has cars? Um, where are the parts and pieces? So I think where we found very quickly was just how passionate that pavement midget crowd is. Um, and, and they carried this thing. This wasn't Lucas Oil Raceway that, that did all this. this were a, there are a lot of passionate folks that put a lot of time, sweat, um, and equity into to making that event successful. So I wish I could tell you that we had this, we had this you know, crystal ball here and we knew exactly how it was all going to play out. Boy, this is right on cue that pavement midget racing was going to come back. But it wasn't the case. You know, we, we, we took a little bit of a chance on the event. Um, and, and we were quickly um, surprised by how passionate that 
that competitor base was and, and, and really pleasantly surprised and, and excited to see where it could go. Yeah, next year the three events you talked about are, are going to be some big ones, uh, all on flow, um, which which will be exciting. Um, can you t- get into some of these events? Obviously, you had the big announcement today, um, announcing the Hoosier Classic, which is uh, going to be what, and you know some big purses on the line for it. Yeah, so today we're really excited to announce. We we knew that the Hoosier Classic was going to happen, right? We were we, it's. It's, I think it's one of the must-attend weekends of the year in terms of motorsports, right? You go over to the big track six miles away, and you've got IndyCar, Xfinity, and, and the NASCAR Cup Series all there uh, running over on the road course. And, and so we're, we're, we're part of that weekend. So on Friday night, we've got sprint cars, 50 laps, chasing $10,000. It's a big deal. Then we go into Saturday, and we have midgets returning. Uh, 50 laps for the midgets, uh, chasing $10,000. And we've got the Silver Crown at their 100-lap feature uh, on Saturday night for $12,000. So that that piece of it's been out there. But, you know, in that time, you know, based off the work that we had for the night before the 500, Rico Elmore with Fatheads Eyewear reached out and said, look, you know, we really like what's happening here. We like what's happening on the pavement side of it. You know, how could we maybe make this event even bigger? And, and we talked about, well, what if somebody won all three of these events, right? And, you know, what is that prize? So today we're excited to announce that, that the, there's the, the Rico, uh, Rico's um, Fat Heads Eyewear $100,000 challenge. So if you win all three, $100,000, that's an addition to the purses that you, that you win there. So that's $132,000. And then we said, you know, we, we sometimes hear, boy, Three. That's that's a challenge, right? If you look back at the history, who's won three you know, over the course of two days? And we said, look, you know, we're we're willing to to step up here too. And so, uh, Fatheads and, and Lucas Oil Raceway worked on a um, a fifty thousand dollar challenge. If you win two of the three, so a racer could still be walking away with seventy thousand dollars for winning two of the three events over the course of two days. So. We're really excited about that. That's the Hoosier Classic. That's August 13th and 14th, uh, the same week as the Brickyard 400. But even if you take a couple of steps backwards, over the Indy 500 weekend, um, certainly Anderson will have the little 500 going on up there. We will have the Card Night Classic on Friday, May 28th, our 60th anniversary of this, uh, this property here with A.J. Foyt winning the first event. Um, that has the road to Indy, where we have the Indy Pro 2000. Um, as well as the F2000 series. And then we also are adding midgets in. So a 5,000 to win, 30-lap race, similar to what the night before the 500 was. And then on top of that, you've got the 10,000 to win uh, Card Night Classic with the USAC Silver Crown Series. That's That kicks off our season. And then we're bringing back Thursday Night Thunder for one night only, uh, which we, we're really thinking this can grow into kind of an annual hopefully a pilgrimage from all those folks that spent a lot of Thursday nights out here, maybe like Dylan out up on the hill, watching, watching sprint cars and midgets all the way down into the pits and the teams and the drivers and all those people that have really celebrated uh, their careers here around Thursday night thunder. So we're doing the Thursday night thunder homecoming on June 17th. uh, And that will feature sprints and midgets, both of them at 40 laps a piece and chasing $5,000 $5,000 to win. So we think that that's going to be a really neat event, something that uh, we're, we've got some more announcements coming down the road on that one. 
how do we make that truly a, a recognition of those, I'll call it the founding fathers of pavement midget racing and, and really kind of started their careers on, on ESPN and Thursday at Thunder. And then we roll into the Hoosier Classic over that uh, August 3rd, 13th and 14th. So in total, we'll have a total of seven different open wheel races at our facility um, next year, which is almost like a championship in of itself. So we're really excited there. That's awesome. And, and Casey, for you, I mean, I, I know, uh, I'm sure that through this process, you've heard people say, well, pavement major racing is dead. I mean, it's, it's, or, or pavement racing in general is dead. I mean, it's not going to, you know, it's never going to recover. I'm sure you've heard it all, right? So when you go to, to people like Rico at Fatheads and they say, hey, we're committed to not only 50,000, but we're committed to 100,000, how reassuring is that for you that, you know, maybe you're, you're doing the right thing here and, and you're, you're going about it the right way? Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the biggest thing was, you know, when we announced the night before the 500 threw that thing out there and go, boy, are we, are we walking out on the plank here? Is this going to be the, the one and only event that we promote? And, you know, um, and then when you, when you see the folks like Rico step up and, and a number of other folks that have within the community, um, beyond reassuring and, and talking to, to Bob East, you know, occasionally and Bob's going, boy, you know, he's kind of, he's had the pulse on pavement racing for quite some time saying, you know, I'm selling new sprint cars. I've got people asking about midgets. I've got silver crowns out there, but that, I mean, that's reassuring that, look, this wasn't a flash in the pan. You know, we're, we, we've said, we're not looking to be a series. We want to put on three really good races. You know, we, we, we'd like to emulate what they've done at Eldora, emulate what they've done at Knoxville. Um, we, we hope that we can kind of be that home for pavement uh, open wheel racing at a grassroots level. So that's what we want to be. Uh, we want to work with all the sanctioned bodies out there. I can't, I can't thank the folks out on the East coast, the Bertrands with NEMA. They were, they were, you know, you talk about early, uh, early supporters, Tim and, and, and the family there were, Hey, we're all in and we're bringing a bunch of cars with us and we're going to re you know, schedule our 2021 events around the, the schedule that you have out there. So and then you get the BCRA folks out there on the West Coast. And, you know, we have the Gerhards. So it, it's been beyond reassuring to see how many folks out there care about the overall uh, whole of pavement, sprint cars, midgets, and silver crown, and not really trying to align themselves with one side or the other. Because sometimes, you know, as, as you know, racing can be political at times, and I haven't seen it, um, you know, in, in terms of what we're trying to accomplish. It's coming back, and uh, hopefully Dylan can get a ride for it. We need to. I'm, I'm working on it already. Well, heavy lunch needs to be on the pit in the pit box there. We would uh, love to see him. Boy, he's going to have to to work on maybe two other rides and chase that. Uh, yeah, chat, I know. Chase that big money. I know. I need to. I need to get. Uh, need to get all three checked off here for sure. Better get on it, son. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's good to talk to you, and uh, congratulations on the announcement of the big event and your guys' three, uh, you know, huge payment races next year for open wheel racing. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you guys for, for everything you do for grassroots open wheel racing. We, we truly appreciate it. Casey Kohler, everyone, the general manager of the Lucas Oil Raceway, announcing the Hoosier Classic and, of course, Rico Elmore from Fatheads Eyewear throwing up a ton of money, Dylan. Uh, I call it the Cody Swanson and the Bobby Santos money. <laughs> Yeah, going. Yeah, <laughs> maybe actually the Swanson money because Tanner Swanson's gonna have a shot at it too. Well, I, I think that's that's the cool the cool part about this, right? And he made a good point. You know, he's like winning three races in one night is hard. I mean, we've seen it done before, but it's hard. You see guys win two of three 
I mean, we've seen that several times. Didn't Dave Steele do something similar to this? I mean, Dave Steele won the Twin 25s. Yeah, like, is this like an, an homage to him? or No, know? I mean, the Twin 25s was two 25-lap midget races, and they the winner could go to the back. And if he won the second feature, it was $50,000. Oh, wow. So well, he won that, though? And he won that. But, mm. but, I mean, think about it. You know, when you go, even like Four Crown, you, know, you see guys win two of the three, you know, several times. It's happened the last couple of years. But it's very hard to win three. So I like that, you know, it's not – all three or nothing. It's even if you win two, you get still fifty thousand dollars, which is a you know hell of a payday. So um, I love it. I mean, nobody you know it's no secret on here that I'm a I'm a pavement homer, you know, especially for pavement midgets. Um, and I've been one of the crowd that has been lobbying just to try to you know to do anything to get pavement midgets back at Raceway Park. So uh, I love that there's somebody in charge over there that that cares genuinely and and wants to see it succeed. And uh, you know they're putting some some cool races on and. Uh, there's, uh, there's some, some other things in the works. I know that we can't talk about right now that, uh, I would encourage all of you to stay tuned for because it's, uh, it's going to get even better. I know I took some flack from saying that you and Studley were going to be the only ones to show up to the midget race. And then of course you didn't even show up. I, I tried. So I tried <laughs> but to get over 17 pavement midgets. I don't even know 17 pavement midgets existed. But that's the thing, right? Is nobody really knew and nobody was willing to take the risk before. And, and that's what it was going to take. So I love that in that Casey's the guy that, you know, has been willing to, to put it all out there. And, and like you said, walk the plank, you know, last year, you know, if it, it had just as much opportunity to, to flop as it did to, to flourish kind of like it did. So hopefully everybody's, uh, you know, everybody's excited about it again and again, and, and, uh, you know, continues to support it and continues to bring their cars out. Big Daddy Sprint Car Race this weekend. You have to watch on Friday. It's the Tom Tarleton Classic. Uh, $21,000 to the winner. And Kyle Larson, Aaron Reitzel, Carson Macedo, um, you know, Dominic Selzy will be back out there. And then, of course, the Katings will be there, Rico Abreu. It's going to be a huge, huge sprint car event. You have to watch it on Flow Racing on Friday. Dylan, who's your pick to win that event? Larson's going to be there. I'll take the 57. <laughs> <laughs> I, I there might there might be a shot that Larson runs the midget race too, yeah, and the, the Tarleton twenty one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So twenty one hundred for the winner of the Western States midget race. So uh, buckle up. Uh, you got Larson then? Sure. Wow, going out on a limb there. Okay, you're one to talk. <laughs> so I guess like I got Rico then. Sure, yeah, Rico could win. Yeah, he could. He, I mean, Bud Cading could win. I mean, yeah, he good. Um. You know, Selzy has been Dominic yeah. Selzy has been pretty good. You never know yeah. out there. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll stick with Rico, I guess, since you took Larson. That's all right. We're usually bold, I steal Larson. A couple quick. of bold predictions here. <laughs> Check it out, Tom Tarleton Classic on Friday here on Flow Racing. It's going to be big, a big, big event. Um, before we go, we need to remind you to go check out Chet Christner's top five Flow Racing moments of the week. There's a massive late model flip from. Uh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, guy went out of the park. Oh my Trouble. gosh! Trouble! I've never seen a late model flip like that out of the park. Uh, that's I think it's actually number one. So uh, check that out. Top five moments on the Flow Racing app and on FlowRacing.com. Um, we got a huge Larson piece coming out actually today. So I guess it, this this um, podcast is going to come out a day after it releases. So check it out. Um, Kyle Larson, the greatest dirt track season ever. And we have been showing you videos a couple of times here on the podcast from this interview that we got at the Shawnee Country Club before the governor's reign about his entire season, you know, winning the late model race, winning the Hoosier 100. And, of course, he went and won another Silver Crown race, has now won at all the model races. Um, 
I think he at one point he won seven in a row with the All-Stars. I mean, we call it the greatest dirt track season ever by Kyle Larson. And, and, and I mean, it's pretty safe to say that's accurate, right, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Winning over 50% of his races? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had an in, insane year. It's been unbelievable. So that piece is out. It's fantastic. Jeremy Hayes did an, an amazing job from Flow Racing on editing that piece. So check it out. It's all on the app. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Thank you for Casey Kohler coming on the show. This is episode eight of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Wow, I almost forgot the number. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on Flow Racing.